what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. Hello, my name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host, and I'm the director of the Small, small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who's head, the, head of the business department at Catawba Valley Community College. Hey, Gary, how you doing today? Doing great, Jeff. It's been a great month. Very busy. Very hot. Very hot. You uh, you doing any uh, any fun stuff? You're you're done with your fall your your spring classes, so you're in the summertime. And things slow down at the college during the summertime for you? They do slow down a little bit from the curriculum side, but we've had a lot of activities with uh, Skills USA. In fact, I'm taking my wife on a great vacation to Kansas City. <laughs> uh, you're taking a group of students along with your wife to Kansas City, where you're going to be competing in a national competition. At the the last week of June, is that right? That's correct. And and what what areas do you guys compete in? We'll be competing in entrepreneurship, uh, customer service. A lot of our technical programs have done very well with state champions: cosmetology, automotive, uh, CNC milling. Well, very good. Well, well, uh, we wish you luck and hope you, you have yeah, hope you have a safe trip. Hope we have a successful trip, and uh, you can tell us about your adventures uh, next month when we get together about the, all the fabulous things in Kansas City. Yes, I will. And barbecue, of course, will be on. And then we have the uh, famed two-day bus trip both ways. So that will be entertaining. Well, I I can tell you're really looking forward to that. Sounds like quite the exotic uh, trip and, and and much fun for all. Exactly. So on today's show, we'll start with some uh, articles that have crossed our desk, and then we've got uh, a guest with us, Dan St. Louis, who is director of the Manufacturing Solutions Center in Conover, North Carolina. And we look forward to talking to Dan uh, about what the Manufacturing Solutions Center does and how he works with small businesses and startups. And then we'll end today's program with our, our small business of the month. But uh, you know, let's start with a, a quick uh, article that's uh, across your desk, Gary, and it was in the most recent edition of Entrepreneur Magazine, actually the July edition. And uh, it's uh, there's an article in there on the best business advice that uh, people have ever gotten that they share with their readers from from some folks. And are there certain ones in here that uh, sort of uh, resonated with you? Yes, and I liked it because it was the one-sentence message, and I like those, and then you can read more about it. First one I saw was uh, surround yourself with a great team and build that team slowly. Again, we don't do everything by ourselves, and then don't need to rush into things. We kind of take a managed and measured approach to to building that team. That's always, always a sound one. I had one that talked about spending most of your time looking forward trying to think of where you're going to go. Of course, I like the idea of uh, thinking where we are now, too. We don't want to get too much ahead of ourselves, but thinking forward is, uh, I think, very, very important to us. A lot of planning uh, has to go on, and, and uh, um, that's, always, that's always a good one. Uh, yeah, there's some things in here that I liked about leadership, uh, and, and one that, that struck me was, was from Christine Day was, if you wait for evidence, you'll be a follower, not a leader. 
And, and to me, that was just talking about, uh, you know, you, we, we all have probably heard of analysis paralysis, where if you spend, you, you can collect plenty of information and, and spend lots of time trying to figure out the right thing. And, and you need to collect information, but at some point, you've got to make a decision, you've got to move forward and, and uh, you know, and, and move ahead. So I agree with you. So that one, uh, that one was good. And uh, just a lot of good, good advice in the magazine. And, you know, and. Uh, every now and then you uh, you're feeling a little bit uh, uh, like you need some uh, some pick me ups or some some good things in there. Are there are there others that uh, you wanted to point out? One was the the first idea is rarely is rarely your best one. You circled that one. I circled it because I think it's great to have ideas, but you need it's kind of coming back to the other one. You want to get a little bit more information, not just shoot right away. Uh, it may be the best idea with a little bit of tweaking. Yeah, I, I guess I, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm old and jaded, and I've gotten to the <laughs> point now where I don't think there are any new ideas. I think that that uh, the new ideas are taking old ideas and putting them together in new and different ways. So I think that's a good way of framing it. I think that's true. Yeah, and, and I guess the last one that uh, that uh, we'll touch on, which is always good advice, is. Focus on what makes you different, because I know that I get a lot of folks that come talk to me about what sort of starting a business or, or a business idea, and they talk about their competition, and they really have not spent the time to figure out what's going to set them up to be unique, you know, and, which can be a variety of different things in terms of uh, features on a product, in terms of could be location of a service. Uh, could, you know, some people think they're going to be the low-cost person, and that's going to set them apart. That's hard to maintain and sustain, and if you're going to be a thriving, profitable business, to, to say you're going to be the low-cost guy, that's, that's quite the challenge. So, I was going to say that's the challenge. That could get you in trouble because, yeah. as we say sometimes in class or talking to clients, uh, we've never met the lowest price. There's always somebody that might sell it under us, even if it's under their cost. Yeah. If, if they've got deeper pockets and can uh, uh, lower the cost uh, for enough period of time and bleed you, it's, it's, uh, can put you out of business. So exactly. you have to be careful about it. Anyway, check out Entrepreneur Magazine's July edition, and uh, you, can, you can read those as well as some others. But, uh, and here's this month's segue. In last month's Entrepreneur at Magazine, there was a Q&A with uh, our guest from our, our today's guest, Dan St. Louis. Dan, how are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Thank you very much for joining us. We're glad to have you with us. Yes. And uh, Dan is the director of the Manufacturing Solutions Center, which is located in Conover, North Carolina. And uh, Dan, why don't you take a moment just to, to tell our listeners what the Manufacturing Solutions Center is? Well, we've been around for 24 years. We started as the Hosier Technology Center. Uh, uh, our mission is jobs, uh, and over the years it's changed quite a bit, and we've try in trying to um, create new businesses and create uh, more opportunities, we ended up working a lot with entrepreneurs, and certainly um, you and Gary have helped us a, an awful lot. And uh, we do everything from, uh, we work with everything from an entrepreneur to, to a large corporation such as uh, Nike or New Balance or whatever. Um, we do testing for over 1,000 c- companies in 32 countries. We do prototyping, uh, applied research and development, uh, and this brings us into a lot of entrepreneurs with new ideas. Uh, we, we do some training, uh, 
it's all customized. It's in plant, and um, uh, do do uh, work with um, market development, whether it's exporting, military procurement, things like that. So we we have our hands in a lot of different pots and have a lot of partners and a lot of people to help us get it done. And and how how big is your organization? How many folks uh, work work with you or work for you? We have uh, 21 full-time folks, about 12 part-time, and um, we also have a lot of partners, uh, folks that can help get things done. Uh, the, the people that we kind of separate them uh, into folks that are the real deal and arm waivers that tell you all this great stuff and nothing ever happens when you ask them to do something. So, uh, who, we, who are some of those real deal partners? <laughs> Don't ask about the we, arm waivers. Who are the real deal? The, the real deals. We work a lot with Department of Commerce, both North Carolina and U.S. Department of Commerce, particularly on the export side. Mm-hmm. They've, they've got some really good uh, resources. The Military Procurement Center is a uh, the North Carolina Business uh, Military Business Center um, has been a real help to us, uh, and it's helped both entrepreneurs and existing businesses. So those those guys help us. We have partnerships at NC State, at UNC, in different departments, depending on you know who can help us. Clemson Apparel Research Center has helped us a lot. So uh, there's a there's um, a number of folks, and we try to bring whoever it is to, that makes sense to the to the party to try to get whatever the task at hand is, mm-hmm. uh, get it done. And and you mentioned that you do testing. Are, are there certain industries that you focus on, or is it just for all manufacturers? When you say testing, tell us a little bit about what sure. you do with the testing aspect of things. Sure. Uh, started off with um, textile testing. I mean, and it's grown into a lot of different things. We because we find our equipment would do a lot of other types of tests. And uh, we've got a lot of structural testing things, you know, for furniture, for uh, our structural testing. We can put um, up to 700 pounds of force in certain areas and pick it up and drop it. And, you know, it's pretty cool. And you get to watch stuff blow up. It's, yeah. it's kind of fun. It's not as much fun when you watch it just sit there and take it. But, you know, it is fun when you watch things uh, we uh, we can pull push press whatever with some of the uh, things that we have we have um, uh, Instron type of devices that will you know we can put up to 11,000 pounds of force on something and tear up cables seat belts uh, things like that we've got things like air permeability pretty important in foam and parachutes things like that it's uh, pretty <laughs> key things yeah key things <laughs> you have to make sure that you don't want too much air airflow on your parachute. Well, now you do a lot of tours for students and potential clients, and they always are interested and entertained by the different things that you can yeah. and do oh, at it, your facility. That part's fun. We have a big uh, six by twelve foot touch wall that you can. It's like an iPad on steroids. You can just start pushing the buttons and make things go, and the kids love that. and And that's a real important part of what we do is outreach and trying to show what manufacturing is now versus what it was 20 years ago i mean i think that's so key and you talk about it all the time but maybe you can even talk us more about it to to get the mindset to where it is today compared to 20 or 30 years ago yeah it's i mean everybody still thinks it's hot it's dirty it's nasty it's whatever but the the thing i like to ask you i mean when i graduated i i know it was ancient days but but you know i started on a machine i was on a fortune 500 company it was very competitive to get the job and i was on a machine that was 100 years old you know and the question i like to ask is who's you know who's going to be using windows 8 five years from now 
Right. <laughs> and nobody is. So, right. you know, it, and, and machinery changes like that so much faster. And you're not going to take a machine now that's much more automated, more expensive, and put it in a hot, dirty, nasty environment because you wouldn't do that to your to your computer. It's not going to work. Well, the same thing's going to happen to this equipment. It's going to blow all to pieces. So everything has changed, but the word's got to get out. So we do a lot of that. We've, we've had uh, in the year and a half we've been in our new building. We moved in uh, November of 2012. Um, we've had over a couple thousand kids, uh, principals, teachers. Yesterday we had a tour of 100 uh, of the CTE teachers throughout the county, and we're getting lots of other counties coming in. So it's all about you know, that's an important part because we got to get the next generation of folks coming into manufacturing, and we have to relate a little different. And that's where entrepreneurs are so important for us because they're bringing a new perspective and a new uh, a lot of new ideas that the manufacturers may not necessarily have because it's coming from you know uh, maybe a younger person with with ideas and thoughts that you know I would never even think about was a problem. Well, well, you you know, you you talk about those perceptions, and and you know, if you read the popular press, uh, you might think that uh, our economy is is has shifted dramatically to more of a service economy than than what it was thirty years ago, and being more of a manufacturing economy. But you know, I'm, I guess maybe you're starting to see some of the offshore manufacturing that went away uh, 10 or 15 years ago now people are looking to bring some of that back i mean what what sort of what sort of trends are you seeing in manufacturing or is it is it growing is it shrinking obviously it's becoming more advanced and more technology oriented but are, you know what's what's your perspective on the state of manufacturing out there it is totally in flux right now you got stuff coming back like crazy, uh, you know, we just had a 200 jobs uh, announced from Richelieu. We just had in, in your your facility, your old facility, and I'm working on two two other projects in the same day on, of all things, cutting some apparel. And, uh, you know, we're seeing a ton of things coming back there. People furniture. wouldn't realize that. Yeah. I, people just don't. They And, you and, know, you and, think. And why is that happening? Well, well it, it was um, – a couple things, you know, A, we had this huge rush. It was sort of like the dot-com thing. Everybody mm-hmm. just, oh, I got to go to China. I got to go to China. It's so cheap. <laughs> it's so cheap. It's so cheap. But they forgot the one rule of manufacturing. If you've ever been in it, stuff happens, and you got to fix it right now. And it's hard enough to fix it if you communicate in the same building, much less 12 times on a different language. That creates havoc. And then and then the other piece that's really a, a – I feel like is a is a big driver is a lot of the the younger folks in particular are coming up and they're looking at this carbon footprint. It's a big deal. It's a big deal, and the public's being more and more conscious of that, and they're seeing it. And it's driving it's driving a lot of this, you mm-hmm. know, because they're they're complaining. You know, hey, I, everything coming from China, we yeah, it's a lot of oil, a lot of gas, and everything else. And you're seeing a lot of innovative products here also, and um, it's just and. I think another real important piece that brings, because we're getting flooded with entrepreneurs, it's just it's crazy what's been coming at us, and um, they're coming up with a lot of ideas and short, customized, personalized products are mm-hmm. a big deal, and you don't do that on a mass scale. You need to you be quick and halfway across the world. Yeah, like you're talking yeah, about, yeah, can't react. We got example after example of that 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 are that are you know very. 
good, you know, things that are that are um, personalized that you couldn't do shipping it off. I mean, you just can't do it. They're one-offs. Well, I mean, it sounds like uh, from a strategy perspective, things have evolved to a point where if if your strategy is being a commodity-oriented, low-cost producer and you're going to do massive long runs of the same product and you can put them on containers and whatnot, the, the strategy of offshoring might make sense. But if you want to be the nimble and, and tailor your product to a, to a smaller niche market, which a lot of startups and entrepreneurs are, are more interested in doing, then domestic manufacturing becomes more of an option and more important to them. Yeah. And that's, that's a very good way to say it because that's exactly what we're seeing. And it challenges the existing manufacturers to how do I retool and reset up, which a lot of cases drives you to automation. And, mm-hmm. and like f- for us, um, it's changing so fast. We're not, we don't even buy equipment anymore. I mean, very little bit. We're leasing it because mm-hmm. I don't want in five years it's going to be old. <laughs> and, you know, that's, a, that's a, quite a change. Well, you know, as far as you know, you've talked some about uh, textiles and apparel, are there certain industries that uh, you see more activity from from entrepreneurs than others? I guess based on the fact that you are the manufacturing solution center, it's not like you've got service. You're, you're dealing with a lot of service type people, but types of products or, or pieces of industry, are there trends out there that you see? Uh, you know, we do see more because we've always had a – Pension for textiles and apparel, but we're seeing a lot of off the wall stuff that you know we have to get get our partners involved in. You know, some electronics and things, and then we're seeing a lot of things that's kind of merging technologies. You know, like wearable technology stuff like that. Where mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty cool stuff. Folks are thinking up, um, and uh, so so we are seeing that. We're seeing some things in the furniture arena, which is really difficult because it's a large. I mean, it's typically you know large pieces things like that but there's some really unique things that are coming out that's just um i can't tell you about that particular one i'd love to it's really it's really cool i'd like to have one for for uh uh, i'm gonna have a grandbaby hopefully in the next couple weeks Uh, i'd like to have one for him it'd be really cool (laughs) we'll get back to your show in a moment just a reminder you're listening to the mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. Talk to us a little bit about how you go about assisting new businesses. If there's someone out there listening or, or someone comes to you and says, I've got this great product idea, you know, what, what sort of specific assistance or guidance does the Manufacturing solution Center provide? I mean, do you, do you actually build it for them? Do you connect them with uh, partners? Or, or talk to us a little bit about how you work with those individual entrepreneurs. It's kind of, it's kind of both. Uh, you know, in... We, it, it, you know, we're getting so much, and I can talk a little bit about that. Um, I know we're going to talk about the Carolina Textile District in a little bit, but it's we we um, we can't do all the counseling and stuff, which is where you guys come in and it's been a huge help for us uh, to try to get try to get a game plan because you really need a game plan before you just start jumping off into the manufacturing arena because one of the problems you have is you've got you've got two 
two sets. You've got the manufacturer who's looking for order. He's orders. He's not looking for ideas, or she's not looking for ideas. And then you've got an entrepreneur who needs a sample and a price. And how do you how do you bridge that Pull gap? Them together, because that's right. a real hard. It's a really hard thing. And um, we've struggled and done over the years about everything wrong that you can do. So we've learned from those. <laughs> from those that's mistakes. the best way to learn. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've learned the hard way for sure. We. Um, We've done, and so if somebody calls, you know, we first want to, you know, see, and we've got different mechanisms. You know, sometimes we just talk to them if it's an area. We've had so much on the textile side and the hosiery side, and we're probably going to set it up for other sides. It's been an experiment. We we have a survey that they take that will kind of lay out some of the things. That Do you have a working sample? Do you have a working prototype? Does um, Do you have a price? Do you know where it's going? Do you... Do you have any money to spend? Those kind of things. If you don't have, you really, if it's just an idea, that's not going to get it. You got to have some game plan. If you do, then we can either, if you depending on where you're at, if you have most of your prototypes and you know exactly what it is and have a spec sheet and everything and know the materials you want and all those things, then we'll hook you up directly with the manufacturer after we've kind of made sure that, you do have a game plan. If not, then we can work with with uh, Gary and Jeff and try you guys and try to you know help them get that game plan. And then you know if we need to, we'll prototype it. If we think it's something that you know maybe is either too difficult for the mill or something they're not going to do, mm-hmm. then we'll um, we'll we'll bridge that gap. Whether we work directly with with the company and just hook you up directly or do it ourselves or if we've got the capacity in line or hook you up with a partner because at the end of the day it doesn't matter who does it just just get it done and and i i guess one thing that it's important to point out is that although you're located in conover north carolina and western north carolina you work with companies all over the United States, all over the world. I mean, are you are you limited geographically by by what you can do and where you can do it? Not at all. Uh, we've just on um, last year, just on entrepreneur projects, we were in thirty six states and about twelve foreign countries. There was a, we all it, for us though. It has to be, you know, we try to get it made here in the U.S. I, I mean, our mission right. is jobs, so uh, we're not going to you know source you somewhere else, but. You know, usually we can find it here in the states. We really can. A lot of folks think, "Oh, you have to go offshore." No, um, and sometimes the manufacturers don't do a great job of explaining what they do, and you know, making it easy for you guys to uh, to find them, for anybody to find you. But uh, we try to bridge that gap, and we're a resource to try to do that. Uh-huh. So, so if you're listening in North Carolina, if you're listening in California, it doesn't matter. As far as you're concerned, from the Manufacturing Solutions Center, you work with the, you work with folks all over the all over the country. With your goal being try to uh, create jobs, try to promote domestic manufacturing. Yeah, exactly. Because it all works. The reason you you work in all these states, you know, folks think, well, you're based here in North Carolina. You should only work in North Carolina. Well. If I work with somebody in California and they need some particular thing, maybe the packaging gets done here in North Carolina, or maybe they buy, you know, the yarn or whatever here in the in North Carolina. Whatever, it always plays out. That's the nice thing about making stuff. Well, and you're not trying yeah. to narrow your focus because if you do that, then you can't necessarily get the optimum solution exactly. for the customer. Exactly, because and, and if it's and we don't, 
I'm, I'm not necessarily going to source it here in North Carolina. It may be in, you know, Iowa or Missouri. I mean, I mean, we've, we've sourced stuff out in Kansas where right. you're going. Exactly. You know, so, you know, we, we just try to build that network and know as many people as we can. And um, that's an important piece. Uh, and we're that's probably the hardest thing for us right now is trying to find more and more resources um, uh, that can do some particulars, you know, things like electronics and stuff. I found a good one yesterday. I'm thrilled to death because we're always needing some small circuit board put in something, you know, whether it's flashlights or, you know, God knows what will come out next. But so, so if a manufacturer is listening that's got experience with circuit boards and electronics, they should be, they should be contacting yeah. you because you right. might be able to connect them to some future business. Connection yeah. opportunity. But, but we, we pre-screen. I mean, we're not just going to say, hey, just, you know, call so-and-so. We're going to make sure that they know what they're doing. Yeah, that, that there's because the worst thing that can happen, because this this is frustrating to the entrepreneurs is they they get on the phone, they call 30 manufacturers. And I had I said this exactly the other day. I, I don't sugarcoat it because, you know, they, she said, I've called 30 people and nobody overturned my call. And it's like, well, what you just said put up every red flag i can imagine i wouldn't have called you back either so you know you have to have the right terminology the right buzzwords and the right things that's done some fundamental work yeah yeah because the guys are busy you know they're really busy and they don't have time well and i'm and i'm sure that that you know it's sort of like you were saying before the chicken versus the egg if you're a manufacturer, you, you want someone to walk in with a, an order for a thousand pieces, not not ten pieces. And and if I'm going to do ten pieces for you, where is this going? Is there some longer term potential here? And then if if I'm going to take my time to set my machines up or or, or do the, the upfront work, I'd like to think that there's going to be some future to it. Yeah, because a lot of uh, entrepreneurs will think that these manufacturers are just sitting there waiting for a, a call and that they're just going to give you 10% of whatever they make and they're going to market it for you and do everything and you don't realize you're putting your best person you're taking him out of his regular job that's very well needed it's the most expensive person you probably have on the payroll one of them anyway and you're going to take him out for six hours to do something to you know to run five of them or something on the basis that it's going to sell that's that's not a very good prospect for the manufacturer right. he's not he's not excited about that well now now you guys have recently started uh, I, I don't know if i should call it a, a project or a partnership but you've started something called the carolina textile district uh which is bringing together textile related companies and trying to connect them to to, to I guess entrepreneurs or people that are trying to get things manufactured, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Carolina Textile District and what's what's that is? Yeah, you know, that started um, almost exactly a year ago. Um, we were getting to the point where I had four people on staff, and we're hand, we're we can't handle the volume of calls just on cut and sew apparel. Forget everything else. I'm talking just cut and sew, and I'll give you some numbers there that'll tell you why we were so far behind we we were trying to do it on the phone trying to talk to people trying to counsel them work it out and and do what what we said as far as hook you know hooking you up to the manufacturer and we just could we at the end of the day we weren't getting anything else done but talking to entrepreneurs i mean it was that bad 
So we started something called the Carolina Textile District and started with a couple of companies that we were saying, hey, how about helping us? We're going to try to figure this, this supply chain out so that you can get paid for your your sampling and everything and kind of take away the, the uh, you know, the, the old not excuse, but I guess crutch or whatever you want to call it from the manufacturer it says, I'm just a sample house. I never, I never get any orders, yada, yada, yada. Well, what we've done is you, you basically, you take the survey. We've got an intake person, Tanya Wade, who does a fantastic job of keeping everything organized. We've got it structured. We know exactly, you know, what are you looking for? And actually you start building some really good data. Uh, it, it'll say, you know, have everything on there from, and it grew to where we've got pattern makers, designers, cut and sew people, packaging people, the entire supply chain, printing people for your fabrics, the whole nine yards. And and it's grown from, we've got, you know, from two companies, we've got 41 companies now working together to handle these things. We've had over 500 entrepreneurs come through wow. in the last year. And that's with no advertising. We just got our website because we didn't even want to put anything out because the word on the street got out there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's from everywhere. And these things aren't necessarily something that's just a little small deal that somebody sells online. We've had stuff get get on um, TV shows, on, uh, it's been in Southern Living, In Style Magazine, magazines I, I never read. You know, some of these women's <laughs> magazines, but, you know, it's pretty important. I mean, I, uh, a lot of the, my niece sees them, and she's like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, and it, it was, in fact, it was, on, it was on the plane. We were on the plane the other day, and, and one of the, the district's uh, project was in the U.S. Air magazine. So, oh, neat. you know, so we've had a lot of real good good uh, success with that, and uh, it's building on, and we've started uh, something called the Hosiery District. We're starting to do something similar. We don't have a, have a Tanya pulling together. We're starting to do that there, and we see this is something that could go in virtually any industry, but you got to organize the influx. That was the first thing, organizing the influx. Then you have to start organizing the manufacturers themselves to get their mentality right and because basically you know you're getting the you know you you come up with a cost for what it's going to cost for your prototypes and so everybody puts their cost in so you're getting paid for it so don't whine about that it's hard and yada yada you're getting paid for and then it's up to the entrepreneur to get it forward and you guys have helped us with some of the the clients that have come through to to guide them through we work with them we can help you know, hook them up, and uh, so, so so are there certain products that uh, the Carolina t- textile district focuses on? Is it primarily apparel, or, oh. or, or yeah. I'm just thinking that if you're out there listening, and and who who are the right people that should be contacting the Carolina textile district? Wow, anything that is cut and sew, anything it could be shirts, um, pants, shirts, pants. It's we've had a lot of. Uh, Stuffed animals. We've had we've had one that's really cool. It's a it's got uh, it's like an electronic um, toy with and it has to be you have to sew in all the electronics. Plus it wow. you know it talks to you. It's interactive. It's really cool. That's um, we've had a lot of um, really off the wall stuff. Putting uh, foam and mesh cat harnesses um, to um these little bop bags you know that you see we've got a really neat uh entrepreneur there it's going to be do really well she's uh looking at getting on um um qvc and some other she's she's 
she's going to do really well with us. It's basically, you know, the old child's bot bag that you had when you were a kid that was made out of plastic. Well, we've got somebody that she's uh, wants it to be soft and cuddly, and she's come up with several different characters, and we're getting sublimation printed through the district. We've got a sublimation printer so they can customize it. So, you know, maybe you want to have for your, your child's birthday to have the little bot bag with your kid's picture on it or right. grandma's picture on it or whatever you can put it on there so you know uh that's going to go real well so we've had a lot of real interesting pro- it could be anything anything so and if people want to find out more about the carolina test textile district is there a website or someplace yeah. where how can they find it yeah just carolina textile district.org okay just, just go to that and um yeah it's got the whole procedure you can take the survey and just see what it looks like and you know okay. it's real helpful well, that's great. Well, and, and you know, that, that's just a piece of what goes on at the Manufacturing Solutions Center. So if folks want to find the Manufacturing Solutions Center, where should they look for that? Just um, www.manufacturingsolutionscenter.org. That's all one word. That's, okay. a, that's a big one, but <laughs> <laughs> Manufacturing Solutions Center with okay. an S. <laughs> okay. Well, great so, stuff. Well, we you know, you're, you're doing a lot of, of great work to assist folks who are – uh, in startup mode and entrepreneurs and assisting existing businesses. We really appreciate you taking some time to, to share that with, with our listeners yeah. and uh, take some time with us today. I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks, All right. Dan. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to wind up uh, this month's podcast with our, our small business of the month. And, and Gary, what do, you, uh, what do you have for us this month? Well, thanks, Jeff. My small business of the month is one that won our 2014 Shark Tank competition. He's a small business client as well as one of our students at the college. Our budding entrepreneur is Terry Carr, and he and his family have a business called the Cattle Company, the Triple C Farm. They have a simple premise, healthy cows provide healthy meat, and select breeding and care produces quality cattle. Their target market is consumers looking for healthy, lean, locally grown beef who are willing to pay a fair price for a superior quality product. They'll be marketing their product on their new, unique, innovative website and will be going to local as well as regional farmers' markets. They believe that selling direct to the consumer is going to fill a niche in the marketplace. And they're currently selling in the local community, but they're planning to expand over the next several months. We're excited for them. Oh, good deal. So uh, so healthy steak. Healthy steak. <laughs> Still tastes good? I think so. And you know, he was getting customers as he was making his pitch during the competition. Oh. Well, sign me up. Uh, my business of the month was actually uh, sent into us uh, through uh, eExchange at the mesh.tv by a Michelle Michelle F. She didn't want me to use her last name, <laughs> but uh, and she is a local listener here in North Carolina, and she has uh, submitted a, a new store that's open in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, called Pallet and Parlor which features furniture, artwork, home accessories, and combines European furniture design with uh, some Southern style. And uh, I went online, checked it out, looked very, very cool. They've got uh, arrangements. uh, They've become an authorized dealer for some of the European furniture makers, uh, which are fairly well known. And they're also doing uh, work with some North Carolina uh, um, furniture manufacturers. And uh, it seems to be a, a pretty cool store. It's called Pallet and Parlor. And if you're in the Raleigh, Chapel Hill area, you should check them out. Or you can go online and check them out. 
at www.palletandparlor.com. That's www.palletpallette and parlor.com. Sounds like a and, good fit for that business in that marketplace. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think in the research triangle, I think that's uh, got uh, the potential to do very nicely. And and just looking at some of the interesting things they've got in the store, when I'm in the area, I'll be checking it out as well. So. That's our small business of the month, and and thank you, Michelle, for uh, sending that one in. And we will uh, be getting you our Entrepreneur Exchange prize pack, and we encourage other folks that have a small business idea to share it with us at eexchange@themesh.tv. And if we use your small business on our podcast, uh, we'll get you a uh, Entrepreneur Exchange. Uh, prize pack and, and very exciting things are in that maybe you pack. can get something in kansas city that we can stick in the prize I could do pack. That. maybe i can bring some barbecue or maybe some barbecue sauce or barbecue sauce okay, okay. So. yeah barbecue might get old quick yeah uh, you go ahead eat the barbecue bring the sauce okay so. that's a deal all right well that uh, wraps up this month's entrepreneur exchange and uh thank you guys for listening out there and we'll look forward to talking with you again next month take care You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.